Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's uh, one of the engineers at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online on this Saturday morning. Four lines right o- wide open right now. The show just started. Makes sense. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Joey Bagoin is producing, so you can say hi to Joey uh, when you get on the phone. And uh, so we're here doing our normal shtick. And we usually start with uh, technology news, and uh, Mr. Halnon has something he wants to bring up. Well, this is an interesting article I saw in PC Magazine, Mm -hmm. and it talks about a group that is nationwide. It's a nationwide operation with warehouses in big cities all over the country. All right. And they are a bulk purchaser and reseller of valuable things. In this case, we're talking about PlayStation 5s. Gotcha. And uh, they meet the they meet the demand for people who apparently are able to get their hands on several of these things at once and want to resell them, mm-hmm. but they don't want to go through the effort of reselling them individually on eBay or Amazon Marketplace or wherever. Mm-hmm. They can literally cash themselves out. Right. They find them. They collect and them. Cash them out. Cash out days. all whatever bunch of playstation 5s they've had and the group itself is called cash out kings Mm, gotcha and uh they what they do also they don't resell these things to individuals on ebay either they sell them to other resellers who are then willing to do it so you've got you've got a lot of middle i was going to say there's multiple layers here that Mm -hmm. are all playing into it Mm -hmm. um but the interesting part is that they are buying these things at about at currently at about seven hundred, a little bit over seven hundred a piece. Right, and they retail normally for like five hundred. Correct. Right? Yeah. So yeah, if you could actually walk into a store and buy one, you could get one for much less. Right. But you can't buy them. No. Let's go, and, Brandon. Hey, let's uh, let's wonder why that is. Yeah. Supply when, chain. When you've got this massive gray market. Hmm. Um. 
and a lot of people are making bank on it. Yeah. And, yeah, taking advantage of this of the shortages. And the bottom line result is that if you or me want to buy a PlayStation 5, which we, we might, do. I my my son does. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he might end up paying $1000 for it no. because of all of the additional payoffs that are taking place in between here. He's got a degree in economics from UConn. He's not going to pay $1,000. <laughs> and, you know, this this just plays into some of the supply chain problems that we've been yeah. talking about for weeks now that are right. a major problem. Right. Um, one of the side uh, issues in here, um, apparently this group had tried to traffic in graphic cards for computers mm -hmm. which we know have gone way up and are getting hard to get nightmare um what this what the guy who's with the group told the reporter is that they had to give up that market because it was even too fluid um, and indefinite for them to deal with and then be able to make a profit consistently on all of the different cards that they were carrying. Right, because you still have to find a buyer. Right. So they want to find buyers that are willing to spend whatever so they can then resell it individually at an even higher price. But if your prices are up and down, it's hard well, to do that. Yeah, and the problem is that there's a lot of different models out there, and yeah. some of them get hot for a couple of weeks, and then you know, and then people aren't buying them because some other model came out, mm -hmm. and that one becomes the hot model. Yeah. And then it's on and on and on, and they can't, apparently this group just can't stockpile enough hot models right, right. at one time to be able to make a lot of money on it. They almost sound like modern-day ticket scalpers. I mean, Well, that's the, scalper is the term that's used in this article. Oh, really? So, yeah, you stole their thunder. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me. I'm like, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same reason we can't afford tickets to go to any kind of sporting events. There, right. They, they, there's middle people like that. That scoop it all up and sell it back on individuals. It's just ridiculous, right? And then they're adding they're they're adding their costs to you at the end. Right. So a convenience fee is what they call it. Oh, a convenience <laughs> fee. <laughs> yeah. So all right, interesting. So the supply chain, you know, obviously, there's always opportunity, right? So right. And I, on the flip side, I wonder if manufacturers are dealing with this kind of thing when they're buying parts to make these things. Oh, that'd be awful to deal with folks like that, not buy your stuff from scalpers. Yeah, but I mean, some of these, some of these chips are hard to get, Yeah, you know, at a wholesale level. Right. And I wonder if there's some kind of a gray market that's been built up mm -hmm. at the, at the wholesaling level. Right. But, or, or even folks who are going to be, you know, sticky fingering out of the uh, containers to then find these folks mm -hmm. to sell it to. Yeah. Nasty know, business. Yeah. All right. Well, that's interesting. In other news, uh, there's a malware out there. Um, it's a botnet gang that has stolen millions with a surprisingly simple trick. Ooh. And basically what's going on here, this is a long-running no, long botnet known as My Kings. More kings going on here. A lot of monarchy stuff, but Dennis. I don't know. <laughs> And it's still in business and has raked in at least $24.7 million by using a, uh, a network of compromised computers to mine for cryptocurrencies. Now, here's how they don't really mine. What they do is they put a little malware on your computer, mm -hmm. and it's called clipboard, and they put it into clipboard stealer mode. Your clipboard is where you just might copy and paste things because you don't want to type in the crazy long wallet that you have for your fake money. Right. Right. So when you happen to put it in there and you want to move your money around and you don't want to type the whole thing in, the, the little tool says, oh, I see you're putting in a, a crypto wallet number. I think oh. I'll have you swap in mine. Oh. 
<laughs> so it, 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 it's been doing this uh, for quite some time and has literally taken millions of do- of actual dollars away from dinglings who are playing with the fake money. And uh, it's if you think about it, right, your bank account number, you, you know your bank account number, you know the last X number of numbers. But these right. crypto wallets go, the string is very large. Right. And it's part of the reason it's hard to track where all this money goes because these mm-hmm. strings are crazy complicated. Um, so if you're too lazy to type in the number, you stick it on your clipboard. This Trojan says, "Oh, I'm going to have you deposit into my bank account." And uh, they've been dealing, according to Avast, uh, they have blocked the My King's clipboard stealer from 144,000 computers since the beginning of 2020. Um, and this thing has existed since 2018. So imagine making 24 million dollars in just a couple of years, just wow. taking people's wallets from their. From there. So, so guys, if you really don't understand how cryptocurrency works, and you're so lazy to slap the 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 actual account on your clipboard, you oh. really kind of deserve to have the money, the fake money, fly out of your account, right? Yeah. Um, it, 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 imagine if you did that on your banking app, right? Oh, there, yeah. there are things out there trying to capture your banking app information, but at yeah. least it's a walled garden within your within your device. You're gonna willingly copy your bank account number to the clipboard. <laughs> Come on, guys. So uh, this is going on out there. So I'm telling you, be careful. Um, but I'll understand that this happens with other copy and pastes, right? When you stick anything, when you know, my, when I see my kids taking a picture of their, you know, uh, what a social security card or something like that, just to, to upload it to whatever portal they have to for to prove they who who they are. It's sitting there in your Google account now. You know, right. the picture of it's out on the on the Gmail cloud. Or the Google Cloud, that's not smart. No, you know, and so that that brings up uh, computer security. Right. Um, you've got you've got a camera and a lap and a microphone on a laptop. Let's say. Right. And Windows will ask you, does whatever program have permission to use that camera or the mic or whatever the whatever the device is that's on the computer? Right. I think they're going to have to eventually secure the clipboard in that same way right? and have programs be forced to ask for permission to use your clipboard. right? And then the operating system says uh, something, something Apple needs to read your clipboard. Right, because in this yes case, or no. clipboard stealer would come up and say, right. and it, Microsoft right. would say, hey, did you want clipboard stealer to steal stuff off your clipboard? <laughs> and in right. this case, Microsoft just allows it to happen, but you're right, Dennis. Yeah, and... And hope I mean, I, it's got something's got to be done with that. <laughs> well, it's Microsoft. <laughs> well, it's not just Microsoft. No, All not. the major operating systems have a clipboard, right? And 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 too many people just chuck too much important stuff on there and yeah. don't even realize what they're doing. And, and now I'm hopefully allowing you to realize what you're doing. You know, <laughs> if you can't remember your your uh, Bitcoin wallet account. Maybe you're not. You shouldn't be the guy using your Bitcoin wallet account. You should just put it, yeah. put the account down, walk <laughs> away, cash it out, be done with it, and don't mind Bitcoin. Bitcoin anymore. Save a tree. Don't mind Bitcoin. <laughs> you have anything else you want to bring up? Oh, uh, something else interesting, and this also reflects on security. Yeah. Um, often people will have a nice cabled network connection in their office or hardwired. their home. Yep. It's hardwired. Yep. So the the network transmissions are happening over copper mm-hmm. and it's all self-contained, yep. right? That's what you think. And you're not sending it over radio nope. using Wi-Fi that could theoretically be tapped. Mm-hmm. Well, 
It doesn't always work that way anymore. <laughs> oh, jeez. There's a new tapping technology? Be- yeah, because think about it. Even a wire yep. is also an antenna. Makes sense. And the signal that you're sending over the wire is exuding electromagnetic radiation. Mm-hmm. That can be and, read. And it can be read. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, it can be read by some fairly inexpensive equipment that isn't necessarily hard to get. And it is possible, according to an article that I read in the Register, Mm -hmm. um, an Israeli researcher was able to actually set up a uh, network cable Mm -hmm. and read via radio what was going over it. Amazing. Now, it the scenario that he used is an unusual one, mm-hmm. and he had to purposely slow down the uh, network transmission over the wire. Uh, it probably wouldn't be something that you would be having in your home or office. The, but right. as a, as a proof of concept, right. it works. And you know what that means? It means Somebody's rewiring. Somebody's going to take this idea, and they're going to make it a better one. Oh, yeah. They probably already have it. They're going to rewire and put shielded cabling next. That's what's going to happen. You got to shield it all. So the wiring guys are going to be busy again. Well, they already are. You know, (laughs) when the wireless when the wireless world came out, I mean, we have done more wire since wireless came out, and we've done more paper since paperless came out. Oh yeah. You know, let's do computerless. So that'll keep us even more busy. (laughs) Um, We're going to step out for a quick break. Four lines wide open for you guys on this Saturday morning. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC are the numbers. And, of course, we're broadcasting live over at WTIC's Facebook page. If you want to make um, say hello, comment, questions, feel free to put them on the Facebook page. We'll do our best to get to those as well. And Mike G will post everything we talked about live over at computertalkwithtab.com. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here till 11 o'clock. We are live on this lovely Saturday morning. So feel free to get online. Four lines open for you. I know it's a nice day out there. It's probably the last nice day. It sounds like it's going to get cold. So you guys are all like, okay, we got to get out and enjoy. But uh, Dennis and I are in here uh, waiting for your calls. Feel free to get online. If all your problems are solved, it's been 26 years. You know, True. We've, we've, if we've solved them all, we're, we're happy about that. But unfortunately, we understand how computers work. Um, feel free to get online. Well, that's um, why Windows is updating to 11 to keep you guys busy. Yeah, that's oh, right, tell me about it. Yeah. Oh, we just can't wait, Joey. We no, can't Windows wait. 11, it'll fix everything yeah. and oh. break it simultaneously. Exactly. Oh, when they announced that, my heart sank. I know. Oh. I thought they were sticking away from numbers. Well, they said they were going to stay with Windows 10. It sounded like forever, but oh. of course, there was an expiration date, and yeah. we just had it. Yeah. So, you know, Windows wants to be Apple. <laughs> it's just not. It's just not. Um, so as we wait for your calls, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Um, we can talk a little bit about fileless malware. Uh, it's becoming a, an issue yeah. out, out there these days. Um, you know, systems, servers, networks are being compromised by, um, by, by vulnerabilities built in. Speaking of Microsoft, it's yeah. the operating system. And mm-hmm. basically what the malware is doing these days is actually it's sniffing out systems and saying, hey, are you, are you exposed do you have any kind of vulnerability that I can exploit? And then if the system responds back, yes, I'm a Microsoft Exchange server, um, they go ahead and put a foothold um, mm-hmm. onto that Exchange server that they can then use later to connect in and, and do their dirty deeds, right? So right. that's called fileless mi- malware. 
And you need technologies on your servers, your networks, your workstations, in your businesses to detect this type of uh, uh, happening on your network, right? Right. Antivirus these days is not enough. No. If you've got if you've got Microsoft running, antivirus is not enough. Um, yes. And so you need to add a technology that will take a look and try to detect fileless malware from coming across your network. So keep that in mind when if you're a business out there running. Yeah, whatever kind of business you are, right? Because uh, what happens is the bad guys are are just, you know, sh- just shooting in the dark and hoping to hit these systems that say, "Yeah, I'm here," and um, they're going to come back to you later. They got nothing but time on their hands, and they they put the little footholds on there, come back, exfiltrate your data, and then say, "Okay, I'm going to uh, put all this data out there, and uh, you're going to everyone's going to know about it unless you pay my my ransom." Yeah. So you got you got to get prepared. All right, calls are coming in. And they, everyone's talking to Joey, but let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Joyce first out there in Torrington. Hey, Joyce, what's up? Hi. I just wanted to ask you what I can do, if anything. I have a um, a, a protection that sent me an alert saying mm-hmm. my email address, now not my password, just the address, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, was found on the dark web. And right. I'd like to know what I could do about it, if anything. Well, really nothing. No, um, no. The protection that's out there is twofold. It's meant to have you pay for something that's not very valuable, and B, it does give you some information as to what the bad guys are collecting on you. And the only reason they're collecting this information is because big companies like LinkedIn, which is a Microsoft company, or any any kind of big cloud-based companies have already been breached, mm-hmm. and your email, if you had the email on those those cloud services, is part of the dark web, right? And sometimes your password right. is too, right? So sometimes these these dark web scans will show your email address and the password you happen to use. Mm-hmm. And so what they're warning you about is not to use the same password on all your cloud services. That's right. what this is supposed to help you with. Nothing you can do about the fact that you're out there on the dark web. Um, right. We all are. It, it, Yeah, it's sort of like somebody has your uh, house address that they got in the phone book. Right. Well, they got the, the address. They know where you are. Right. But... What they can do with it after that is a different story, but only if you use the same password in combination right. of other the, systems. That's the thing. You've got to differentiate all those passwords and just be careful about that. That way somebody doesn't get a foothold into something else like your bank account right. just because they happen to know about your email address. Right. So don't get in the habit okay. of using the same password. So that's yep. that's normal okay. thing. It's just out there to they're trying to show you some value, Joyce, in the yeah. in the monthly service you're paying for. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I, 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 um, yeah. Well, that makes me feel better when you just Good. said yeah. everybody. Yeah, uh, we're all everything out there. Everything is out there. Oh, yeah. we are. <laughs> thanks, thanks for calling in, Joyce. Thank you. All Appreciate right. your help and love your show. Anytime. Thanks. Bye bye. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and that is Rush. And uh, I don't think I think I don't think I talked about this last week because it was it, this was happening with the Ohio State Marching Band. They did a tribute to Rush. Ohio oh. State Marching Band is one of the most amazing bands out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have a chance to see it or just YouTube it, um, man, they did a great job playing some serious Rush tunes. Um, <laughs> just it's just amazing what these marching bands can do. Of course, it's marching band season, so mm-hmm. get out there and. Uh, Check out some band marching band competitions. These high schools put out some amazing things, so worth seeing. 
Three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. And uh, we have three lines open for you on this Saturday morning. And to get right to your calls, we're going to go to David and Vernon next. Hey, David, what's happening? Good morning. How are we doing? Good, good, sir. How are you? Good. Hey, I, I got a question. Um, I um, the, Everybody's trying to get you to use mobile apps. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I really I, I prefer not to do anything at all on my mobile except maybe do a Google search. Okay. Because I don't want anybody to have access to my information. So, but in the same token, I do all my stuff on a tablet, but I only do it at home under my own Wi-Fi. So the question is, what's safer, a mobile app or the, the company's website? Hmm. Great question. That is an excellent question. My feeling is that apps are safer. Um, to do some of these things, uh, you don't have to do it on your mobile. You can actually get a Chromebook. Uh, unfortunately, right. some of the Google Chrome apps are not as good as the mobile apps. Um, That's true. And not all Chromebooks can handle Android apps. Right. Some of them can, but not all of them. So I feel apps are more safe um, because now when you work in a browser, right, Chrome or IE or whatever you're using for your browser, you're susceptible to to being tricked more easily, right? Um, you could find a link that you think is legit and end up browsing over to a to a counterfeit website, whereas the yeah. app app can't be really counterfeited. I mean, it probably could be, but I haven't seen a counterfeit app yet. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, and the thing that I was thinking of is uh, a company that deploys an app either in, in uh, you know, the Apple I. Uh, Apple App Android. Store or yeah, Play uh, Store. Google Play Market, right. they those apps all have certificates that are embedded in them mm-hmm. that are then checked against uh, the uh, app that App Store's repository, so that when they're deployed to your device, your device knows that it's genuine. Also, when that de- when that app is running mm-hmm. and it's communicating with, let's say it's your bank, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. the bank servers can look at that certificate and know that it came from a valid version of their own app. Mm-hmm. And it is com- that by extension, it'll know that it's coming from a genuine customer that installed the app right. correctly. And you can, you're, you're literally getting a little bit more security out of it by doing that. Right. Otherwise, if you're using a web browser, it's just an open connection. It's your computer at one end of the pipe and the, let's say it's the bank's website at the other, the bank doesn't know anything about that connection well, the, be the way it would if it was coming from the app because the app is can right. verify itself. But you would have HTTPS. The other issue that I'd be worried right. about is any kind of keylogger or anything that you've uh, gained by surfing the Internet before you mm-hmm. went to the bank, right? Yes. Whereas the app itself on your computer is probably still kind of uh, sandboxed yeah. versus your computer. It's a Microsoft Windows computer, right? So you went surfing. You went somewhere um, that you shouldn't have. You downloaded a, a keylogger or a Trojan. Something's going to hang out. And like, like we talked about monitoring your clipboard, there's tools out there to monitor your browser. Yep. So uh, yeah, I, would contend, uh, I would contend the app is safer than, than browsing. Well, you guys convinced me. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. David. Good luck out there. Thank you. Yeah, bye bye. I mean, you might have other folks that think differently. Um, yeah, that's true. It's just our own IT paranoia, but uh, we know how <laughs> we know what we see out there, especially with Windows systems. And uh, yeah, you probably find articles explaining the difference too. 
That's true. So four lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Feel free to get online, and we're here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Lessie will be in with Healthy Rounds. Did you want to bring anything up, Dennis? I'll be waiting for calls. I did. Um, Microsoft Teams yeah. is getting a new feature. Of course. And, of course, it's Microsoft, so they have their own marketing moniker for this. All right. In addition to being a part of Microsoft Teams, mm-hmm. which is its own marketing moniker, mm-hmm. They are now releasing something called Microsoft Viva. Viva, okay. Yes. What is this going now, to do for us? Now, the really creepy part about this, uh, of course, is that it is a component of Microsoft Teams. Yeah. That takes a look at what you've sent and received uh-huh. in Microsoft Teams, and it culls out of it your praise history, and that is a phrase that Microsoft uses to describe it. What was this out in a live character? Is it Stuart Smalley that kept oh. saying, I'm, you know, I'm good, I'm great. What was that guy? Who, and people like, like me. me. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the Stuart Smalley of, of, of features in Microsoft where you only will see your praise that have come from your colleagues. Right. Those, or the praise that you have sent to other oh, very colleagues. Nice. Very okay. Nice. It's, it works in both directions. Yeah. Now. The really creepy part about this yeah. is that it isn't just tracking what you're saying to people. Right. I mean, it, it already keeps a log of everything that's gone over your pipe. What could okay? happen there? Hmm. Now, it's <laughs> semantically analyzing what you are sending and receiving right. and figuring out linguistically that it is praise. praise and then it is capturing that separately and encapsulating it in Microsoft Viva. Now... Where that comes into play while you're using Teams is not entirely clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, what, and I wonder, I wonder if what'll happen is when you open up a chat session. Let's say I open a chat session with Eric. Yeah, and it there might be like a notification or a flag telling me that Eric had said something nice to me a couple months ago, which I do all the time, or about does. me, or do whatever. You need to be val- <laughs> we need to have Teams validate that. Well, right. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it, the thing that bugs me about this is it, it is conducting linguistic analysis of, of what you are you saying, say. the content of your chats, right? and it is determining something about it based on its content. That's creepy. That's really, really, really creepy. That is. Thanks, me. Microsoft. The Stuart Smalley of Teams Features. And the th- right? That's the, his name, Stuart Smalley? What's I think gonna, so. What's going to happen in practice yeah. Is that this is going to hit people. Right. They're going to be using Teams. Yeah. It's going to do something like what I described. Right. And they're not going to know why. Yeah. And what are they going to do? They're going to call their help desk and say, why is Microsoft telling me this? Right. <laughs> or it'll be part of your review. You, know, you have not been positive enough to Dennis. Too oh, no. <laughs> you really need to. He's, you've been so negative. You need to make sure you say positive things about him because he's a snowflake. <laughs> Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to Chuck in Durham next. Dennis is definitely not a snowflake. What can we do for you, Chuck? <laughs> I, I have a um, few years old uh, laptop yeah. that I really like. All right. And it's running great. Okay. And uh, I got this uh, note uh, from Microsoft that says check your PC health uh, to see if it's uh, adequate to support Windows 11. And I downloaded their little app, and it checked my PC, and it said that my i7-6500U 
processor, CPU, uh, that runs at 2.5 gigs is inadequate. Is inadequate? Is inadequate. Yeah, we've heard this a That's, lot. That is very possible. They are deploying it right now, and I use those words to mean exactly what I mean. Right now, yeah. they are deploying Windows 11 only to a fixed set of CPUs. Um, and if yours doesn't happen to be on the list, you will not get Windows 11, or at least you won't get it installed the normal way. Yeah, There are workarounds to get it in anyway, but not only is that just a bad thing to do to begin with, right. even if you can get it installed, well, it will no, not update. I have no plans to do it right well, now. Right, I'm right. just wondering whether a year from now this list will be updated. Oh, yes. Uh, I would think that they are probably going to add CPUs. Oh, but, my problem goes away. Uh, Maybe, but, it's Microsoft. but we, don't know. we don't know. We can't say that for sure. I can just tell you that it might happen. They used to, They had a tool out there that would do a Windows 10 readiness checker, and in some cases it would just say, no, you're not ready. And it wouldn't even tell you why. Right. Um, and then later on it would offer you Windows 10 without right. really explaining why it changed its mind. Right. And then sometimes you did an upgrade to Windows 10, and you were okay for a few upgrades, and then all of a sudden you became incompatible. Right. Yeah. So, well, this gave me... Quite a bit of detail, yeah, and it was specific about what what component in my uh, PC is inadequate. What is it? Uh, it's the CPU, i seven yeah. processor, insanity. Yeah. How old is this machine? It, it, well, it's a few years old, so you guys are going to laugh at me. It's six years old. No, we're not laughing. No, six years is what you want to get out of all. a system. Yeah, six years is good. You're, I mean, it's it's a, it's surprising that the i seven is not. Um, uh, not compatible, but we did have some recent news about AMD CPUs that are not up to snuff and have actually really slowed down people who are running Windows 11. Sorry, AMD users. Um, but in this case, maybe Microsoft knows something about Intel. They, they might. I mean, they may have actually tried it on your CPU and found out that there's a problem with it, and that's why they're not releasing it to it. Right. But like I said, they may, some future version of Windows 11 may actually work with it and at that point they may allow you to get it allow that, you. but may may i don't know. I know may allow you yeah that's crazy so don't do any upgrades now chuck and i wouldn't oh, lose don't. any sleep yeah, over I would, it i wouldn't plan to but yeah. and it's a six-year-old pc i don't know if i answer your question well yeah right so maybe next year you can get it through committee to get a new computer because microsoft won't let you have windows 11 and you need one anyways because it's seven years old at that time uh, i don't have a freighter to deliver it well, that's another problem, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck hitting the CPU. <laughs> All right. Thank All right. you, guys. You got to check. All right, bye-bye. All right, we're going to step out but for we, a We quick... did find audio from Microsoft. If anyone is looking to get Windows 11. Yeah, what did you find? Very good. Very good. You know something? <laughs> Not so for you. <laughs> One year. Just come back in a year. They might let you have it. They don't know. There you go. You got to find that Stuart Smalley thing about that team, right? I'm a, that's his name, right? Stuart Smalley? Yes. Yeah. That's that's the whole new Teams feature there, Vi uh, Vibe or whatever it was, Viva, whatever. Viva. Viva. So we're going to step out for a quick break. Ray and Jack, hang on. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this uh, Saturday morning. We're going to go to Ray in Burlington first. What's going on, Ray? Hello. Hey, thanks first off for uh, taking my call. Our pleasure. And um, actually, I remembered one before I asked my question. I just wanted to give you a little feedback. Yeah. About um, oh, a month, month and a half ago, I called up, and um, my on one of my laptops, the uh, speakers had stopped working. Yeah, yeah. Rather than, take, rather than taking them apart, 
Dennis suggested, go out and buy just a small, you know, very inexpensive USB power speaker. Yeah. So I, I ended up doing that. It cost me about $20, and that solution works real well. I just plug it in when I need to use the speaker. So uh, that was great advice rather than trying to go inside the inside of the computer. So I appreciate yeah, that. Our pleasure. Well, you're welcome. Hey, my question is this, though. About um, I have a different uh, Lenovo Yoga laptop. Mm-hmm. And back a couple months ago, my USB ports, all of them start, stopped working for the mouse, for any kind of plug-in, for any kind of information. And it was about the time that Bob was transitioning off of the show, and I called up and I asked, and I was looking for things to potentially fix it. And so it, it, it intermittently went back on, went back off for about a week or so. And then recently, a couple weeks ago, the USB port stopped working. So hmm. I started just to Google around a little bit more the other day, and I found a site that had some suggestions about replacing the drivers, updating the drivers, and other things, changing the BIOS. But one of the things they suggested was drain the capacitors, which was just take the power button, hold it in for 30 seconds. It should drain the capacitors. Mm -hmm. And then I started it up, and bingo, the USB ports work. So I was going to ask you, does that sound, you know, what, what does that kind of mean? Does that mean there are other things in the computer that may be also malfunction or that it could occur again? Just curious to get your opinion on that. Yeah. Well, draining the capacitors does solve a lot of issues, uh, but in this case, it could have been coincidental. Um, okay. It sounds to me like you do have a physical issue with your USB controller. Yeah. And if it but, was draining the capacitors, it solved it. You know, there's always that residual battery that's sitting there, and to get a nice direct dead system from dead start back up, you can wake it up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my thinking. What do you think? There? Well, I'm I'm thinking that there's probably a hardware problem in there. Yeah. Um, and draining the capacitors can help if there's some kind of a latent charge that's causing, let's say the USB controller is behaving marginally. Right. In other words, it's working most of the time and giving correct signal most of the time. But if there's a latent charge in there that's causing a problem, then it'll fail. And once it fails once, the computer will probably just not pay attention to it after that. On the boot up, it ignores right. it. I, right. And that's why you're kind of just locked out. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearing the capacitors can help with that, but it's not going to fix the underlying problem. Right. But it might still end up being a workable fix for you um, yeah, when it fails. But I definitely, definitely, if it were my computer, I would definitely update the BIOS and the drivers because there might actually be some kind of a bug in them when Lenovo originally released that mm-hmm. uh, laptop to the market. And it may that may be what's causing it. And oh. if they've since replaced the BIOS with something better that works better and deals with the bug or conversely the drivers then that might be the solution. Mm-hmm. Right now, I can't really tell you, but um, yeah. that would that would definitely be something that I would do. Okay, because with this particular web page that I went to, the first thing it said, there were three methods it said, up, um, take an uh, update, look at your hidden devices and update the drivers for those. That didn't do anything. The second right. was the drain the capacitors, and yep. that worked, and that it's, it's working now, and I figure I've got a way to correct it if I need to. Mm-hmm. And then the third piece was upgrade the BIOS. But I've always in the back of my mind thought, oh, BIOS concerned about wanting to not do something that'll... Oh, 
<laughs> throw the whole thing out of whack. Yeah. Well, you get a you get a gold star for that thinking from me anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in this case, you've got a problem and it kind of needs to be dealt with and a BIOS okay. update may do it. Now, the, what's nice about Lenovo is they have a utility that's usually deployed on their computers when you buy them. It's called um I think Vantage, Lenovo I Vantage. It'll be a program in the start menu. Yeah. And yeah. I think if you run that you can use that to then update. It'll search the computer and it'll look for all the updates that are on their tech support site, and it will update uh, everything that's available if there is or if there are any updates. And you can pick and choose too. Right. It'll give you a list of stuff. Um, I would say probably update everything, mm-hmm. oh, even yeah? okay. even like audio drivers, because you don't. When it comes to drivers, that stuff all operates at a very underlying level in Windows. And any one of those things could at least theoretically affect different parts like the USB. I mean, it, it small percentage chance, but mm-hmm. it, it could. One, one other thing is with this computer, it works real well. But when I um, have it plugged in and when it gets to 100% charge, if, um, and it just, this again is intermittent, every once in a while it's at 100% charge and still plugged in. And then the screen, I think I see a message is low battery, and the screen will just go black. Mm-hmm. And I need to unplug it, push the button in for a few seconds to, uh, you know, I say, I don't know if I'm draining it or whatever, and then I can turn it on, it's fine. Does that sound related to that whole capacitor thing, too, or, or not? That could be a battery problem where the battery sensor it, is, is a mess. If And okay. if the battery is faulty and it's giving off EMF transmissions across the laptop... That could be your whole problem. How old, how old is the battery? It's, it's five years. It's a five-year-old no. machine. Yeah, and trying to find a replacement battery is going to be hard. And yeah. like we talked about before, those batteries that you yeah. do find could be sitting around for and a long time. And in a lot of the yoga models, it's not a user-replaceable battery. Hmm. I see. So I'm maybe looking at that. Well, I don't know. You'd have to check yours to see. Hey, thanks very much. I appreciate it. I got my solution. I thought you'd be interested to hear that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear you like the external speakers idea. Oh, it was. It was a good idea. Rather than trying to fool around by taking the cover off and trying to get in there with my, you know, I might have been able to do it, but the external speaker is just easy. And then it also, I can use it for another, I can use it for another laptop too. That's right. You have it. That was was great advice. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Ray. Thanks very much. Have a good rest of the weekend, both of you. Yeah, you too. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Do we have time to go to Jack yet, you think? We got one minute. Let's get Jack's question in here. What's going on, Jack? What's your question? We got a minute, then we'll go to news. Morning. Um, I'll make it quick. In Google Chrome, if I look on more tools on the upper right, um, clear browsing data. Is that a good thing or not? Well, it depends on what you're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> no, no, I don't have anything to hide. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. But, if I click on that and do it, yeah. do I lose all my passwords? Um, only if you've told only, it to do it. Right, only if you select that option. And oh, I and well, I would I'll tell you, that. Jack, keeping your passwords in your browser is not the best idea. Uh-huh. Well, I don't. I, I, I put them in a, a notebook. Good. Know. Okay, then yeah. Then you, okay, so yeah. You, you, you go the ahead reason and cl- I ask is it's really slow. Clear that cache and let's see yeah, if it clear improves the, it. Clearing oh, the, the cache, cache can help, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. so that's different from browsing data. It's the same well, idea. Well, it's one. The cache is one of the items of browsing data that it will clear. Okay, I'll put you on oh. hold, and we'll continue. Okay, Jack, we're running out of time. 
All right. All right. We're going to put him on hold. We'll be right back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.